0: skewa Sadota, Nidali, niko konan itachi kisame sasori de dara kakuzu hidan orochimaru soshite zetsu
1: Je Sasuke
0: Sasuke Uchiwa Welcome to Casuals of Root Era, Episode 133 I'm your host Ryan here with the other host Ed. Uh,
1: We are Well, I don't know why anyone's listening to us I thank you guys for listening to us But I don't know why you're here I wouldn't listen to us
0: Oh man, had to start with the uh, cause, cause It's funny because that I feel like that's if anyone challenges you, me and they're like, hey, how much of a nerd are you? I've gotta go in the tank. List them in order as they were presented. Oh my
1: god. Hey, hey you just had to do that without warning me, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah man um but yeah we're back uh and we're talking about i mean she was in the list in italy today yeah if you
1: if you know that, that'd be hard for people to keep up with if they weren't on you know up to date on the akatsuki members
0: <laughs> <sighs> i swear but uh one member we forgot to mention uh, housekeeping up top you can listen to us everywhere Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com. For all of our info, remember, that's C-O-R. And then follow us on all the platforms because that's how we, you know, get a boost in discoverability. So we appreciate that. Leave a like and comment. Uh, But word of mouth is how we've gotten this far. So tell one friend to learn to hunt the most dangerous game by listening to the Casuals Terra podcast. Yep, and Nidalee is definitely one who is takes, you know, almost a bit
1: of pleasure in hunting the most dangerous of game, but yeah, we'll, we'll cover
0: why, we cov, we'll cover why, we'll cover how she gets there. Yeah, and I want to start off, you know, main topic, The Legend of Tarzan. Um, You'll understand why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of themes with Nidalee's story that's really cool, specifically what Nidalee is and how she fits into the Ixtali jungle and... How that plays a part in Shirima and then how other nations and the, how they interact with it. That's all cool stuff that we get through Nidalee Because in our previous episode, which you should listen to, we talked about Nico. And Nico's only there for a bit of her, you know, early life, um, post the tragedy in her homeland. Um, mm-hmm. so going to Nidalee, we get to actually talk about this area. And unfortunately, you know, I'm gonna warn you, a lot of these cards we're going to kind of edge you a bit (laughs) because there's some foreshadowing happening for the next episode. So this is one of those episodes where you're going to want to listen to this one and the one that comes after it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've been putting, you know, like the story episode with the champion episode for a little bit now, but you know, there's always room for improvement. So now we got to tease
0: that next episode. (laughs) Get wrecked kids. (laughs) So we start, like we always start on the bio episodes with the spell and that spell is Face check, which is the worst way to explore. So face check yes, 100%. is a one cost burst spell that says manifest a card with ambush. So we'll talk about ambush real quick. With the ambush mechanic, what happens is if you play a card, it creates another card called shadow in the brush. And we'll talk about that in a bit. And that kind of, uh, think about like face down cards sort of, and Yu-Gi-Oh maybe. yeah i think think trap cards yeah i think we have
1: a comparison in like magic um like in magic i don't think there's really much of a comparison to it because i do think like trap cards are probably like the best comparison for this uh um and it it's kind of weird like this this is a mechanic that is Like at least to me is unique to Runeterra. There may be someone out there who has like knowledge of like some other card games that I haven't played a lot of because I haven't played a lot of like Gwent or. Elder Scrolls you know like games like that so maybe there's something that's more comparable in those games okay. but I think I think the trap card in Yu-Gi-Oh is like the best comparison because it's like you know it's there but you don't know what it is Um, yeah. I, or maybe like Secrets and Hearthstone um, okay yeah that's another but, one Yeah, but without like you know without so many barriers to triggering it right yeah. like it's a little there's less hoops that your opponent has to jump through to trigger it okay. I, I, I feel like um, no, but, that makes sense like you know hit us up hit us up at podcastcore and tell us how wrong we
0: are and what's the right comparison <laughs> <laughs> but here we would like the flavor of the card which says jungle reconnaissance is the least desirable assignment for one reason above all It is full of surprises (laughs) and an ambush is definitely a surprise um i i i
1: have one beef with this card Mm -hmm. and that one beef is that now it is going to introduce a conversation of like when is the right time to when is the right time to cast the spell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, some decks are going to want to cast it at different times compared to other decks with how you build it. But that means that people are going to ask, like, oh, well, I think now's a good time to face check. And for League of Legends players, it, they're never going to entertain that conversation. What do you mean now's the right time to face check? You never face check. Don't <laughs> face check. All right? So room Ru- Runeterra players, don't tell the League of Legends players when it's time to face check because they will not listen. Because you, it has been ingrained since like the first fifty hours of gameplay,
0: you never face check. They're always there. It doesn't matter what bush it is; they're in all of them. They're all all five of them are there. So this takes us to our follower, which is avenging Vestaya and Shadow in the bush in a bush, which I referenced just a while ago. So this is an important character. Um, not it's not direct one to one like the person that's in this image it's a reference to this type of Astaya in the Ixtali jungle.
1: Yes. Um, and again, you know, we kind of put it in the housekeeping bit, uh, we're we're teasing, all right? So if yeah. you want to know more about why, like, the, you know, the kind of in this character is as important, yeah. you're gonna have to stay tuned for the ne- next episode. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's a three cost, three, three, with Ambush 3, has Spell Shield as well. And it says, when I transform from avenging Vestaya's Ambush, play enough, and enough stops all enemy fast spells, slow spells, and skills. Uh, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot going on with this card. Yeah, this one is like, like as far
1: as this card, like I, this is why I like kind of went with the Hearthstone comparison because this really feels like mm-hmm. counter spell in Hearthstone. Except mm-hmm. not nearly as oppressive because it's a Ambush 3, <laughs> so it's not quite as oppressive, but I mean, it could still be a thing of like, oh, well, crap. Like, there goes there goes everything I was trying to do. Um, and, like, having effects like this in in card games is something that I really like. I think it's healthy as far as for gameplay, but it never feels good to be on the other side. Sorry. Yeah. There's no way to make you feel good about being on the receiving end of this. It's not possible. You just have to accept that it's
0: good for the game. Right? Yeah. You, you have to believe. <laughs> believe in the developers. And I will correct. I've been saying shadow in a bush, and it's shadow in the brush. <laughs> Which listen, come on. You you can give me that one, right? I, I
1: I think we could give it to you, but this is also the internet, so I imagine someone's gonna do something horrible with
0: it. Just oh, you no. know just brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and shadow in the brush is a two cost, two, two spell uh, that says, what could be hiding here in question mark? And it has some flavor on it that says, you never know what could be concealed in the underbrush. And, and uh, like we said with the previous card, mm-hmm. it's
1: all five of your enemies. It's, <laughs> it, all five of them are in the underbrush.
0: <laughs> Don't face check. <laughs> you know what's funny? If you look at the image, of shadow in the brush there's five sets of eyes (laughs) Uh i didn't even
1: count i didn't even count
0: (laughs) do we give this one to riot do you think they did on purpose do we give this to them i oh yeah i think i
1: think we have to give it to them because i mean that's just been uh, how many years has league of legends players been telling new players those exact words yeah all right i i'll give it to them Okay. If we're if we're going to give you, you know, the sh- shadow in the bush, we have to give this to Riot.
0: <laughs> okay, deal, deal. <laughs> so this takes us to, you know, this episode gets weirder and weirder and oh, further away from our standard format, but we have a landmark, which Let's is Bushwhack Trap. And this is a two-cost landmark. That says, when I'm summoned or the first time an ally transforms each round, grant the weakest enemy vulnerable this turn. Um, But what I care about most is obviously the flavor, which is blood on the wind, said by Nidalee, but the image. So if you look at the image, you have the Vistaya from the Avenging Vistaya card, and they're laying traps, which are like natural traps, and we'll talk about the difference between the natural traps and the metal traps, which is a big deal if you've played against Nidalee in the game, spoilers, Uh, but it has a story aspect as well. Yes, Um, and the story
1: aspect is something that we will get into later, get wrecked if you want that now. Um, (laughs) But uh, obviously we've talked at great lengths before, how much we like the abilities of Challenger and vulnerable Mm. in this game so for obvious reasons i like this card i really like this card um but i i won't dive too much into it because like that more of the details is for next episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah um now i will say the art is wonderful on this like you should check it out anyways because it does it's nidalee's traps like if you've been playing league of legends though those are her traps like they went ahead and just slapped them right into the game So, like, fantastic on them for that.
0: So let's get into it. Let's do this. Let's Let's talk about the madam.
1: All right. So, uh, for obvious reasons, today's episode is Nidalee. All right. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's talk about where where nidalee is all yeah. right because this um we've talked about uh like Shirema at great lengths on our show and we've talked about some of the other kingdoms that were absorbed by the Shireman empire uh like with our jacks and zillion episodes mm-hmm. uh and acathia being absorbed so if shurim if you're looking at Shirema most of like major Shirima is on like uh, on a map it's towards the west um and then there's this giant desert in between that is the great sai right mm-hmm. and that's that's where a lot of the nomadic tribes of present day Shirima kind of go back and forth all across the great sai uh following other wildlife for survival um and nomads kind of like with talia's uh family all right so that's like the middle, further west is where Shireman, the Shireman Empire grew, and then east, all the way on the eastern end of the Great Psy is where you see the lands like Acathia, and then the jungles of Ixtal. Alright, and that, the jungles of Ixtal, is where Nidalee's story is taking place. Yeah, think all of right?
0: it like the Amazon rainforest.
1: Yes. And this is uh, it's something that, like, at towards the end of her bio is brought up, but I'll bring it up now just for the sake of the to making the statement. It is the most uncharted land in all of Terra. All right, and this isn't like with um, this isn't like with Ionia or with the Shadow Isles, where they are very far removed from the main continent, so they're just physically hard to get to to begin with. And they have a lot of, like, connections with the spirit worlds, whether positive or very negative for the Shadow Isles. Um, So they're not charted too well for obvious reasons. But this is uncharted just because of how dense the wildlife is Mm -hmm. with how dangerous it is on top of that. So most people go in and they just don't come back.
0: Yeah, because based on what you just said, geographically, it's in the middle of the world. So, everywhere has access to it, quote unquote, but no one's fucking going there. I mean, like,
1: if you think about it off of, like, the major civilized nations, Bilgewater's really close to this. Yeah. Piltover and Zahn is very, very close to this. Yeah. And we know, like, characters like Ezreal, there are many people who are very interested in learning more about these regions. And, like, Ezreal's parents, sometimes they just don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is where Nidalee's story takes place, and it begins with her as uh being found as a little cub. All right, so she is in cat form when she is found, and she is found by a mother paka. Mm-hmm. All right, uh so paka or paka is where I'm what gonna go with paka, paka is easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna go with paka, all right. And, uh, they are the they are very cat-like species of uh, predators in the Ixtal jungles. So this mother paca, uh, paca it finds Nidalee, and we don't know why she can tell that there's something wrong with Nidalee. Yeah, but she does decide to go ahead and bring her into the family. So she rescues this baby Nidalee drags her into her den and treats her as one of her own kids so this young nidalee who is in cat form Mm -hmm. is found by a big cat and is raised as a paca. all right so that is her beginnings are very much like if you've watched the movie tarzan Mm -hmm. like the disney movie tarzan it's very much like that of just you know playing with the other young paca. And then being taught how to be an adult Paka by the adults. Yep. Um, now, where we differentiate from Tarzan's story is that this whole time she looks like a cub. Yeah. She looks like a Paka. Right? And then when she starts getting a little bit older, there would be times where she becomes very sick. Uh, if anyone out there like has doesn't have experience raising kids, growing pains, like those kids will usually run fevers and stuff anyways. Yeah. Because that's just what the body's doing to prepare itself to grow. Uh, but for Nidalee, when she would do that, she'd run really bad fevers, and then her paws would start shifting into weird hairless digits. Like a um, raccoon. Like a <laughs> raccoon. Uh, and then she would, like, be bipedal like halfway and like so she would start kind of transforming into a humanoid beast yeah but it was nothing like the nidalee that you see from like the champion portrait and stuff all right it is we're 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 talking about like a monster like is something that like a cartoon comedy would have like coming out on screen going please kill me um
0: <laughs>
1: like the movie the fly yeah. Yeah, like the movie The Fly. <laughs> um, so this this is something that like she would had to deal with as far as growing up is every now and then she would start shape-shifting and she had no control over it. And the only consistent that would happen is that there was always these visions, which, I mean, if your fever's running really bad, it's not uncommon to hallucinate, but she would have these visions of these two silhouettes that looked like humans, that were beckoning to her, and she could feel a spiritual warmth from these silhouettes. So, every time that she would go through these transformations, she would try to leave. Um, But her her adopted mother, this Paka, would... Bring her back to the den and constantly reinforce that you do not go outside. Like the yeah. den is safety. That everywhere the light touches is our <laughs> kingdom. Right. <laughs> so it,
0: it also reinforces what we talked about in Nico's episode when she decides to leave and how difficult of a time she has convincing the and the rest to do so because since she was a cub, she's reinforced you stay in the jungle. Do not go outside.
1: Yes and now now we know that it's like like there was mom that was telling her it was like hey if the street lights turned on you got to yeah. be back in the den okay <laughs> That's, those are the rules <laughs> all right um and for despite the fact that these transformations the silhouettes beckoning her is kind of weird for the most part she is living a normal life she gets to grow up with her brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. she does get to explore out in the jungle just so long as she stays in the jungle and comes back home and there's nothing too far out of the ordinary um, and everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Uh, so uh, the Fire Nation in this episode is going to be played by a group of hunters uh, that j- are journeying into the jungle. And it is a group of Vestayan hunters that are known as the Kilash. So the This tribe, of or these hunters from the Keelash Vistaya tribe, had journeyed into the territory of Nidalee's family, and obviously, since they're in the territory, Nidalee's mom is like, hey, get the hell out of my house, and she engages the hunters, Um, and unfortunately, despite fighting very valiantly, these are very skilled hunters, and... Nidalee's mom is mortally wounded Mm -hmm. and it's in this moment where she is sees her mother basically, you know, uh, dead essentially, despite the fact that yeah, like she's she's basically lost her mother and these invaders are now going to turn on her and her brothers and sisters Nidalee decides to pounce into action. So a a paca version of Nidalee jumps on these hunters starts fighting desperately to protect her mom and her family and um like despite fighting so hard because of the weapons that these skilled hunters have she can't quite get in to like make any meaningful damage so she does the next best thing fuels into her rage and her desire to saving her family she's able to shape shift into the form that we know as human nidalee yeah And it's in this form that she's with her, you know, natural reflexes because she has the reflexes of basically a panther. Um, It's with these reflexes that she's able to grab one of these spears off of the the killash and start using their own weapons against them. And this is how she also gets a spear that she's very well known for in game. And after she's able to... ward off the hunters and scare them to the point where they're willing to give up she realizes that the noises that they're making she can understand them now Mm -hmm. and she hears them running off and when they're running off they are cursing her but they're cursing her vestaya Shire heritage Mm -hmm. um and so the this vestaya Shire, we As far as at this point, we don't really know too much about the Vestaya Sharia. Yeah. And obviously Nidalee doesn't have a fucking clue what that (laughs) means. (laughs) Because she just knows paka, food, sleep. Yeah. That's all she knows. And going Um, back
0: to our previous Nico episode is like when Nico runs into Nidalee and Nidalee runs into Nico. they both kind of look at each other like, what the fuck are you? But they're both (laughs) confusing creatures. (laughs) Yeah
1: so this is like the major difference here is that the keelash actually kind of have an idea of what nidalee is like it's not the same meeting as with nico where they're both like huh doing the spider man meme um like they know where nidalee like hails from and where her powers come from and decide you know it's better to just go ahead and get out of here cut our losses and leave um, so Nidalee is able to find her home, but it does kind of leave questions, like, what is the Vestaya Sharae? Um, but in the aftermath of the Killash leaving, it is now Nidalee, she's there with her mother in her last moments. So she is in human form holding her mother while she passes away. And for whatever reason, it's most likely because they are still able to recognize her scent. The other Paca, so her brothers and sisters, they don't shy away from Nidalee, despite the fact that it's a human holding their dying mother. Yeah. They recognize that it's still Nidalee. They, and they recognize that Nidalee saved them. So they start, you know, following Nidalee. And Nidalee decides that, you know, okay, well, it's time for me to step up and be the new leader of this pack. And it's, from this point on, this is where Nidalee starts growing into the Nidalee that we know. Uh, so she's able to use her human form and now the newfound Paca superpower of deposable thumbs um, <laughs> yep. to start better protecting their home. She's able to make uh, create makeshift lanterns. She's able to make booby traps. And she's able to make salves with all the local fauna and plants. Yep. She becomes a medic. To like to take care of her family um that combined with the fact that she could still transform into being a paca and thus lead them on hunts and all this stuff so this is how nidalee becomes the leader of this pack and it's after all that has gone down that she does meet another shapeshifter Nico. Yep. and now this is where like it kind of like reinforces to that whole Nico and nidalee both looking at each other like what the fuck are you yeah because for Nidalee, like the only thing that she's ever heard with the shape shifting ability is this Vestaya Shire. And it's like, hey, is that you? And Nico's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I guess that's not you. But uh, now that Nico Nico is there, she joins a pack and they get to, you know, go out, hunt, live life to their fullest, all the way up to the point where Nico decides that she has bigger plans in store for her and despite that she wants nidalee to go with her she's not going to stop the she's not going to stop this journey just because nidalee won't join her yeah so nico departs and it leaves nidalee with her pack she's content knowing that she's there to defend her family and her home but losing nico further reminds her that she doesn't have all the answers about who she is and then it is bothering her a little bit. And that's where her bio kind of leaves off, is that she's still unsure about herself, but she knows that her place is with her family in the jungles of Ixtal.
0: Yeah, and one thing I want to reinforce here is relatively, Nico and Nidalee are both young versions of their specific race, right? So a lot of, like Nico is still learning a lot of stuff about, you know, what she is and a lot of her history was destroyed due to the incident. And Nidalee, I mean, she was taken in as a young cub, quote unquote, and all she knows is that life, right? She doesn't know anything leading up to her being created or born or whatever. So it adds to the confusion right no one you can't have the you can't have the answers when it's like the two youngest people in the room are the ones the last ones that we know or the ones that we are familiar with so that's also a neat little dynamic
1: yes uh and i'm glad that you reinforce that it's like that they are young right like this is uh like we we, we've we uh, but we've covered like a lot of like different heroes here and uh, as far as like whenever we say like you know young relatively young or not uh like you, you have to remember like what some of these youngsters are going through yeah. like you know i really uh kaisa rise <laughs> like, they, rise <laughs> like, like they they have to go through a lot yeah. and i mean for Nidalee, like it's that combination of like you know figuring out that you're so different than your surroundings while also having no answers provided and then having to watch your mother die on top of it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. So, but hey, you know, that does take us to the card. Mm-hmm. And this card is, this card's wild. Great um, art.
0: <laughs> amazing art.
1: Yeah, the yes. art is amazing. I am not entirely thrilled by the art because despite how good it is, and I love this depiction of Nidalee, <laughs> they put more clothes on her. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i knew it i should have known better i'm going stopped. to hell i'm going I'm sorry, to hell
1: <laughs> no no they, this is such a better look for nidalee because i mean like, yeah the, like with this episode called tarzan this is how tarzan's gonna look all yeah. right like so open up this card art and just and they appreciate add a lot it to
0: her as far as like more feather adornment um which plays yeah, like, into I mean, her friendship with Nico, right yeah um, and yeah And then, like, the human side just looks, like, more tribal. Yep. Like, it's so good. It's really good. Hey, Riot, you know that game you have that makes almost billions of dollars? Um, How about you update the models? All of Um, them. Yeah, all of them.
1: (laughs) I... I mean, it's not like Nidalee has, like, one of the worst models in game, currently, <laughs> just because
0: of how long she's been in the game. Just four um, blocks and a fifth block for the spear. <laughs> we, we could be trapped here forever. All right. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so, sorry, I'm sorry, so
1: we've sorry. got uh, Nidalee is a four mana, five, three. Yeah. And she's a champion, so she has to have quick attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also has ambush two. And with the level up, I've seen you summon or transform four other allies. Yeah. So this is, uh, I do like the fact that it has quick attack, um, on this champion specifically, mm-hmm. just because one like Nidalee plays in human form is a long range character, uh, but also the fact that like she has to see the transformations or summons, like you don't. You don't want a five-three being a backline hero, yeah. you know. Like this, uh that. Not to mention that, like something like that could also be like really toxic. Like <laughs> back in the day of like the um LeBlanc and Siverdex <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Oh lord! Like what a flashback! Listen, right, I, but... I was one of those abusers. I apologize, but I'm clean now. Please, we're both agro players. You think I am?
1: <laughs> you think you think that I'm not culpable in this? <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah. So so she is. So five three quick attack, and when she flips, she flips into a the pack mother Nidalee. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, now, we want to talk about, like, upgraded art. Yeah. Like, let's talk about the... Let's talk about Catform Italy because it holy like. cow. Like, this is... Especially when we get to our next episode covering Italy like, I need everyone to open the card art for Pac-Mother Nidalee and really breathe it in and imagine that that is what the characters from her story are witnessing. Because it's going to set a lot of things into, like, better placement in your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, but pack mother nidalee is a 6-4 with quick attack and and overwhelm with ambush too, and she also has nexus strike transform me back into nidalee and create a javelin toss in hand um so one i love the fact that we still get the javelin toss like that is easily my favorite part about nidalee from league of legends yep it just like you know the Throwing out a spear and seeing if someone dies, is just so satisfying. It was
0: also one of the first major skill rewarding skill shots, right? Where it's like, hey, this is tough to pull off because you have to transform. And while you transform in the game, the movement's kind of weird. And then you have to also hit it. And it mm-hmm. did a shit ton of damage. It was big for the pro scene at the time. Like it was a very, yeah, um, end it was- up moment.
1: I mean, it was very big, like, there's entire pro comps built around poke damage. Mm -hmm. Um, And Nidalee was perfect for that, not only for the damage she brought, but for the fact that she could heal. So, you basically had two supports with a damage dealer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So, as far as, like, the Javelin Toss that's produced, it is a zero mana slow speed spell. Deal four damage to an enemy. If there are no enemies when I'm played, I target the enemy Nexus instead. So this gives you that little bit of like, kind of a timer because it's constantly removing the enemy threats while also being, you know, that timer at the end of like, if you not gonna play creatures because you're afraid I'm gonna javelin them, I'm just gonna deal a four to your face. Yeah. Like you take five
0: spears, you're dead. And um, there's, there's so a that... story, like listen, when we say Riot's good at this, there's a story element to this javelin text as well where If I can't get one of your guys, I'm going to where the guys are hanging out, right? Like, it fits that same narrative. It's like, they did a great
1: job with this card, and they also did a great job of giving us a way to, like, set up our next episode, because let's look (laughs) at the flavor text. (laughs) So the flavor text on the front side, I will always protect you, lizard girl. We will make these poachers pay together. And that's a direct quote from Nidalee. And that takes us over to the other side of the card. And oh boy, the men call her Kashdaji as an insult, but she commands the jungle, and they cannot hide the fact that they are afraid. And that is from Anura's Field Journal, which our listeners uh, that listen to the Nico episode will remember Anura. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Like, they're, she's got all the Vestalian hunters cussing her out and everything, and they're still
0: pissing themselves yep. while they're doing it, for good reason, too. <laughs> and the Anora's Journal is something we can probably do a side episode on, because there's a collection of cards. Uh, because with Nidalee, when she came out, there's wildlife also in the jungle, right? It's the Amazon rainforest. So there's a lot of different cards that have text as well that's interesting that we do want to touch on at some point, and that may be an avenue for us to do it
1: absolutely um and uh, it's also like a great avenue for Riot to pull content for the mmo because mm-hmm. i mean a, an entirely unexplored area of runeterra that also has like some of like you know some of players favorite champions that reside there like nidalee ringar Nico shows up for a bit malphite um yeah Yeah. The content's there, baby. Give us the MMO already.
0: (laughs) So that's the end of the show. And we're going to get to the part now where we want to do a little bit of discussion. And the part is what I thought was fun is what is Nidalee, right? For Nico, we have more of an idea because we are introduced to the elders versions of her And even though the way their Shoma works is mysterious, what they are isn't so much, right? And how they function. But with Nidalee, because she can only transform between human and cub, and when she's found she's already in cub form, it begs the question, okay, like we like to reference our Annie episode, (laughs) we know what magic does to pregnancies. So, oh, no. if there's a human involved in some cross, because we also know uh, in the past there have been, you know, I don't call them rogue Vestayas in a negative sense, but Vestayas that interact with humans more than uh, other Vestaya who just kind of keep to themselves and crossbreeding and things like that, right? So, a mixture of a world where you have magic going rampant, magical pregnancies. Crossbreeding between realms—it's still hard to guess what she is, but I think we can get pretty close.
1: I mean, we we might be able to get pretty close. Like just in our most recent episodes, we've covered a lot uh, that involve Vestia, like with Nico, but also with Set, because mm-hmm. Set, you know, is a product of a Vestian with uh with a Noxus pit fighter. Yeah. Um, so, like, we we know that, like, you know, like humans and Vestias—they both like to procreate. Um. Mm-hmm. So that Both that's like a definitely a. It is definitely a possibility. I, I'm like more curious to know, like, if it is a product of like one of those pregnancies, mm-hmm. or just because of the location, if it's like a disturbance with the spiritual realm and Italy just kind of got spat out. Oh, because because yeah. this is we're we're talking about the. Ixtal the Ixtali jungle, all right? The Ixtali like we already talked about its geographical location, and if you remember where I put it, <laughs> it is very near. It is very near icathia <laughs> And if you listen to any of our episodes following Icathian heroes, <laughs> There's a lot that could
0: cause a <laughs> spiritual disturbance that happened in Icathia. <laughs> that that applies to my book my runation book listeners as well, cuz we've talked about it, it, the recent uh, appearance of Icathian cuneiforms. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> anytime you hear Icathia, just know, oh shit.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> shit is right. Um and so I like I'm kind of more curious if it is like uh Cause I like, this is one of those things where like we're like the spirit world is still kind of like unclear to us, Mm -hmm. and it's not so much that it's unclear to us because we don't have the information. It's it's unclear to us because there's only one region that cares about the information, and that's Ionia. Yeah. So Ionia is like, yeah, we have the doors to the spirit world, but we know that like these kind of worlds that are existing right next to Runeterra. Are, they don't follow the same rules, cough cough, Bandle City. Uh, so, <laughs> like, if there was a threat that, like, that it's a one of those universe slash gal. We like to call them the galaxy wide threats. Um, and one like the the void is one of those galaxy wide threats because they they consume everything to non existence. Yeah. And that would include the spirit world. And the spirit world is kind of living hand in hand with Runeterra, despite the fact that people really only know about it in Ionia. Mm -hmm. So what if the void is causing enough damage to where the spirit world was like, you know, getting eaten up too? and somebody went, oh, crap, take my baby and just hurled (laughs) Nidalee through a portal before they got eaten up. And she ended up
0: in the jungles of Ixtali. (laughs) I mean, when it comes down to there's two people who know. Shen or Zillion.
1: <laughs> and if we've learned anything from our episodes covering Shen and Zillion,
0: they're never going to tell
1: us. No. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zillion can't and Shen won't. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I like that that's a hard one to pin. I, yeah. I I do I think that like, you know, uh I think that a pregnancy um. so like, like one of a Stian sailor hooking up with somebody mm-hmm. in like a Shuriman port that makes more sense yeah. that seems more plausible but I'm not ready to write off that like there's because there's so much going on in this area alone yeah. that I'm not willing to write off that maybe she just came from somewhere that nobody knows which kind of also backs up like even Nico being like what the hell are you <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and that's that's why in this, you know, this back end section, I wanted to bring it up and kind of go deeper into it. Because we mentioned it early in the episode, and it's the part that makes Nidley's story the most interesting. Is because Riot was able to find this. I mean, with all the fun stuff that we have so much information on, the background of the Steins, the Spirit Realm, et cetera. Um, we've talked about Nico last episode, uh, to still have a point of interest to make Nidley very interesting, with a core story that we've heard before, right? Tarzan, right? So yes. uh props to him for keeping it a little bit spicy yeah
1: i i mean i like it whenever you're going to take one of these stories that have been played before Mm -hmm. uh i like i like it when you take that story and at least provide information with it right because it, it gives it gives me the reader reason to pay attention like I I don't have a reason to just kind of like gloss over and let an audiobook go in the background why I don't care. Yeah. Because I am getting information of like because what if she is, you know, what if she's like offspring with the um like with the Vastian hunters and but like it was one of the hunters that like went away from that pack. Yeah. We don't know that. Um and it's like okay, but they they seem to recognize what she is, but they're calling it something different than what they are so what is that difference it gives you something to hold on to uh which is nice to have because then i don't have to be like oh no tarzan's mom's gonna die yeah i saw that in the movie I knew it was
0: gonna happen <laughs> no, no that makes sense um, yeah. yeah so listen who would have thought nidalee would be one of our longer episodes in a while and we still have more to talk about in her story episode uh, but for now if you stuck around and even if you didn't make it this far which you're not hearing this. Uh thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, only the real ones get to hear. <laughs> Take care everybody. <laughs>